0: welcome to set apart women if it's your first time we're so glad you're here and we hope we don't scare you off unless it's with the fear of the lord but that wouldn't be us would it (laughs) (laughs) well i'm jamie Linwell now and i'm candace hart and we just got back literally we just drove back in from a getaway which is literally what it's called outside dallas where we prayed for all of you we prayed for 2022 we want to have more in-person events and so Without further ado, we just want to let you know we're solidifying event spaces yes. today, waiting for emails to come back, waiting you know to crunch the numbers because we want them to be affordable, but we also want them to be what they're supposed to be. And let's be honest, events are not free 99.
1: <laughs> no, one day I hope that we can host that
0: for y'all. I think we will one day. It was
1: awesome. We got to walk out. I don't know if I've ever been anywhere that quiet.
0: Oh, it was guys. Okay. Can I just be real? <laughs> Last night. Okay, so first of all, let's let's tell. This is true, but I just felt triggered again in a healthy way. Not, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so there's 40 of these beautiful cabins. Mm-hmm. They're like tiny homes that you Middle would see on nowhere. YouTube. Literally nowhereville. Like, listen, we grew up in Texas, but it was pitch black outside. Like, even with your flashlight on. Granted, it was raining, so the stars oh, yeah, weren't so out. it was
1: super cloudy, so it was blocking all the light from the moon, all the light from the stars, and there's no. The closest city is, what, Athens. 40 minutes away? Oh, and in Athens doesn't have twenty. Any. Yeah.
0: yeah. Does that count? No. Oh, also today, somebody gave us directions to get somewhere, and they're like, once you get to the Taco Bell, you're going to turn left, <laughs> and then you're going to get to a street light and turn right, and I was like, oh, I miss directions like that, but we totally got it. That's how you knew you were out in the country, and if any of you have never experienced that, you have been in the city too long.
1: We need to record next time we take it with us and just totally let you... Secondhand experience. It was amazing. We did record stuff we so post So cool.
0: Yeah. So then last night it was so quiet. Candace and I are not newflesh. We <laughs> haven't noticed. So we were whispering. We went on a walk this morning. It was a beautiful place. So we're even looking at this. We're asking God if this is a good location or not. But anyways, we have two events and a retreat that we are planning. Possibly one event and two retreats, mm-hmm. based like we're just asking. It just depends on the location and all that but we're excited to so stay tuned we're looking at may and october for yes. sure and then we'll have pop up in person events but we're praying for you we literally prayed for all of you by name that sent us direct oh, message thank on instagram you. Thank you. we are believing for fruit by the end of the month so if you're watching on youtube what's up welcome to the new look we just thought we would talk with one another more because we want to invite you into the conversation with the setup and then Please, you know, like this video, subscribe to our channel, Share, leave comments. We want to hear from you. We look at all of them, we pray for you all. And then, if you are on our podcast, subscribe and leave a written review. We want to hear from all of you. We're so grateful for the reviews that you guys have left, and we're excited to see what God does. But today, we are talking about idols dun, dun, dun. and idolatry. Yes. Yeah. And I think this is really prevalent. Like last weekend, I, I had the joy of preaching at an event. Um, for she is freed event. If y'all don't know what
1: that is, go look them up. They're living for the Lord and they want to see women set
0: free and delivered. They do. And it's happening. And women got filled with the Holy spirit. They literally got delivered. Um, I heard that women even went home and broke up with their boyfriends because they couldn't sleep with them anymore after hearing the message. And so after experiencing the weekend. And so I just want to say that is fruit of the Holy spirit. And our dream is for you to encounter the Holy spirit set apart women. It's called this because we're not trying to do surface level conversation. So let's dive into this idol talk. Cause I had the joy of preaching about idols a little bit this past weekend. Um, and I think idols show up in ways, That are more common than we recognize and so we're just going to discuss this a little bit and we didn't really plan out how we were we both have separate notes yeah which is cool i like how that comes together me too (laughs) but we so let's dive in do you want to start yeah i guess first like what do
1: what is an idol not just before we break this down our lives if we talk about what is an idol an idol is any object of extreme devotion a representation or symbol of an object of worship. So any kind of false God, any kind of imposter, it can literally be something tangible you are touching and you can put your hands on. It can be something you're working towards. It can be a person. It can be a thought. It can be a dream. Anything that takes the place of representation of worship over Jesus Christ himself.
0: And I would define it as anything that keeps me from obeying God. Mm -hmm. Anything that's more important me obeying God? Is it fear of man? Is it the comfort I have within my home? Is it the comfort of my home? Literally like that. I don't want to move. And I'm afraid that I'm going to have anything that you won't let go of to follow God completely and fully. And the thing that's crazy is I think that there's this weird concept where everyone who hears you got to lay your life down. I think many people don't realize so many people are afraid to give up what they love. Like if they really give Jesus their whole life, that they're going to have to let go of everything important to them, their boyfriend, their job, the city they live in okay. their dreams. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to be really off. That may be true. It may be true. And honestly, you may already be operating and have received so many blessings that are from God, but he just wants your whole life, not bits of it anymore. And you may never, he may bless it even more just by you handing it all over. But I just want to say the only reason why I could think of in my life, why I would hold on to anything above obeying his word or above following him is because I don't understand how amazing and worthy and valuable and holy this man really is. That this Lord, this King who created the universe wants to spend time with me. He wants my whole life. Like if the most your dreamboat.com man came along and was like, I want you for the rest of my life. And I, I want you to have everything you've ever wanted, but I I'm only going to give you what's good for you, what you were created for, but I want to bless you. And it's literally your dream, man. You would want him. How much more would you want God? How much more should we want God? And so I do believe if we're not, if we're holding on to things, then we don't know the man Jesus well enough yet. I think, the, and there's something to be said
1: about accidental idols, the, the yeah. things that people don't realize are an idol in their life. And I'll give, I want to give two examples. The first one for me was a security thing that I had. So if you don't know my husband, he's this big bear of a man. Like you, I like walk into him and he just wraps his arm. I feel safe. Like I've always just felt super safe with him. And, um, I didn't realize I'd actually made it an idol. And so, and there was a time a couple of years ago where he was traveling a lot. Uh, we have a company he travels for occasionally with our commercial clients, but this year he was gone so much and man, like all horrible things from the enemy, fear trickled in over something and like yeast, it grew in me and I started getting so scared at night y'all. And this is a little bit embarrassing. I'm a 37 year old woman. I'm a mother of two. I'm supposed to have it together. Things shouldn't get to me like this. But to the point where the kids would go to bed, I would move furniture in front of the doors so that nobody could get in and I would block it. And then for the first couple weeks, I couldn't even sleep. The doors were blocked. There's nobody coming in. Nobody was trying to come in, but I had let the enemy mess with my mind so much that I was afraid. And I just kept thinking until John gets back, until John gets back. And lovingly, the Lord was like, "I," he just wrapped his arms around me one night and he's like, you he can't keep you safe. Like, why are you so dependent on a man to keep you safe? He can't do near as much as I can. But I refused. I just couldn't believe that something would keep me safe that I couldn't see. And that was my own lack of trust. And our husband. That's father. so good. Right and there. I didn't even know I had it. But this was an accidental idol. So even yeah. if you take away me going a little bit crazy part of it, the fear, but the fact that I was depending on a human being. And my husband's awesome, but yeah, he is. He's not here to keep me safe. He can't. And I, I felt this way one other time when like a tornado came and I remember looking and like, Oh, my husband can't protect me from this. Like it was such a shock to my system. And I'm like, wow, I'm putting way much on him, too much on him that I shouldn't, that I should be dependent on for the Lord. Yeah. I'm like, my husband can't, but the Lord can, yeah. my husband's going to screw up. I screw up all the time, but the Lord's not going to, he's yeah. always dependable. He's always secure. He's always safe. Yeah. And he always wants to just wrap me in his arms. So, but it was an accident. I didn't even realize I had done it until the Lord showed me in that place. And I was like, wow,
0: I really am so dependent on my security for a human being. That's such a good example. That's so amazing. And I think one of the key things that you just hit so big, that's so big for so many of us, but as a set apart woman, faith is believing the things you cannot see and
1: you've got to trust and
0: you can't see him you can see him all around you Mm -hmm. if you look with your spiritual eyes, but that is such a big one that so many of us can relate to. And I think too, one of the things that I don't know, maybe the proper word for it, but one of the common things that women get caught up in is culture. And it's kind of like, you just start riding the wave of culture. You stop reading the word, you start watching the news, you start watching movies, you start watching the sub, subliminal social media messages coming through with the algorithms. Let's just be real, the modern day battle that we're facing and you just start riding the wave of culture in the name of Jesus. Yes. And when they said, do not use the Lord's name in vain, we always grew up thinking that that was like, don't say, Oh my God, don't no, say, you know, yes. that using the Lord's name is putting his name to things that aren't him. Yes,
1: absolutely. Right. So you can't sit there and live in sin and say, but the Lord gave me peace. About it. Right. And you that's may not, not even real. be,
0: and I don't, maybe this is sin, but it's like, you know, anything not done in faith is sin mm-hmm. is the scripture. I don't remember the exact address, but that's a, that's a scripture. So if you literally don't even know it to be in faith for, that's crazy. And we've all been there. Let's be real. I just came out of season several months ago that was broken off me just because I was fighting for community and couldn't find it, which is how set apart women was birthed, like from God, like we need community. We need one another. And I, you know, I could have Jesus and it's great, but without community, it's like there's this two for one special that God gave us him and one another. Um, And so all this to say, I, I think another thing is we just, like you said, we just don't always recognize or, Mm -hmm. you know, I read this Rick Joyner book and I've said this before and I thought it was so profound. He was like, you know, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people complain about not feeling like they can get plugged into a church or that they don't have like a good church community. And he's like, most of those people aren't even living geographically where they're supposed to because they chose to stay close to family. They chose to live in their dream location or they chose their dream job instead of being submitted to where God called them to be. Because when you are in the land where God's called you to be, you have that. And I was like, oh, like that is so, how many of us, I mean, even in the word, hear me out, your family could be an idol. Yeah. You know, Jesus is walking I think this is Luke nine, but they're like, Jesus is walking with, um, with these men and they're like, he's like, follow me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I must go bury my father. We've talked about this before. Right. And he's like, well, you want to go because the man didn't want to miss out on his inheritance. I think we've talked about this before. The man didn't want to miss out on his inheritance from his earthly father. And he wanted to spend time with his father to, to be able to like soak up time. But Jesus was like, those who look back don't even understand the value of what's forward in my kingdom of heaven. So he's like, no, you lay down all of that. The dead will bury the dead. Like that will come. But if you're going to follow me, you've got to be all in guys. That is totally against our cultural norm.
1: It is. That's Lot's wife too, because she looked back because she kept thinking like, man, that's my home. But if our home was with Jesus Christ, we're never looking. Back. Ooh, it doesn't change. Your home could be an it idol. Say, it doesn't say exactly the things here on this earth. If you have do a heart check right now, y'all. If there's any security in what you are living in your circumstances, you're living at, if you're a security in the place you live in the geographically in your house, um, with how much money is in your bank account, everything, every single one of those things can be taken away in a second. Is your security in
0: Jesus Christ alone, or is it the things you can tangibly touch? Yeah. And you know, subconsciously, We can be so caught up in living the way that we've lived that we're not even sensitive to his Holy spirit in a moment. Right. So we could even be deaf to what God has called us to do that moment of life and death. We chose death in the tiny or destruction. And it it may not even look like that. So this is what we're wanting to help shake you guys out of. This is what we've been doing ourselves this month. Oh my goodness. And I will tell you, it has not been a rip the bandaid off moment for Jamie Lynn where everything was all beautiful and glorified, whatever. I have seen, it's kind of like when people say, if you want lasting change in a diet, don't try to do it overnight, like make the changes for the long run. I feel like that's what's happening in my life right now in these areas. And I'm like, Holy spirit, are there idols? Please show me. I want to be a disciplined woman with you when nobody's looking. I want these things with you. I have this heart that I can't escape. I'm like obsessed with God, but how am I showing up in that place? Right. And so, we want to ask you to ask Holy Spirit, do I have idols? And Lord, if I have been blind or deaf to where you're wanting me to go, would you please reveal those things to me? Like remove the veil from my eyes, remove the earplugs from my ears, help me understand, fill me with your wisdom to know what's you and what's not. Because some of you may find out you're not even living where you're supposed to live.
1: Oh, my word. Yeah.
0: Some of you may find out you're not even in the relationship you're supposed to be in. Some of you find out. You literally, you got that job and your job has been an idol because you love that six figure check coming in or your dreams to have that six figure check. But God is like, you are miserable. You're making the money. You're miserable. And I created you for joy.
1: It's taking time away from me. It's taking you in your peace. Yeah.
0: And would you be willing to go make 50 K and have everything you need and be so happy that it's just like stupid. Awesome.
1: I had a conversation this Christmas with a family member that said there was no way they're going to leave because they're making six figures a year now. Yeah. He just got done telling me about how hard and miserable stuff has been. But the minute I was like, go find something. He's like, oh, no. Like, he wouldn't do that because he's so comfortable and secure in the amount of money he's making. Yeah, And man, I have seen more blessings come with a pay cut living in Christ than you'll ever get making a worldly set figure. Look
0: y'all, I know, listen, I have a master's degree in communication. I could easily be making upward six figures, like up six figures, middle six figures by now, right? Here's the thing. The adventure I've had following the Lord and being able to create with the Holy Spirit has been so amazingly fruitful. We have never gone, we, my husband and I have never gone without needs being met ever. And God said, when your heart is turned to me, I will supply. If you look to me, all your needs will be met. But America teaches you, it's not about your needs. It's about beyond that. Mm -hmm. And it's about the mansion. It's about, and it's like everything's so twisted from eternal's like view and blueprint, right? There is a mansion. There is a house being prepared for you in heaven. But I don't know, like for me, I care more And I'm realizing more and more like, you know, I always dreamt of having like a TV show and being like Oprah or having the next Ellen show that was uncompromisingly beautiful. Maybe that will happen still. Maybe it will. It's not worth it. If there's any compromise and it's not worth it. If I can't fulfill the call God put on my life, which is the great commission, which is the purpose and mission statement of set apart women is to help launch you into the great commission so I just want to share this real quick. I think you have some scriptures that you wanted to yeah. share too. So diving into this real quick, because this could go on forever, which is fine, but it could go on forever. You know, Jesus is literally having orientation with 70 disciples and he's sending them out in sets of two. So there's 35 sets of two people being sent out in Luke 10 and he's literally talking to them and he's like, the harvest is huge and ripe. This is, these are the words of Jesus himself literally standing in front of people saying this and we get to read it, but there are not enough harvesters to bring them all in. As you go plead with the owner of the harvest, the Holy spirit to drive out into his harvest fields, many more workers guys. Our job is to create more harvesters to go in and to get people saved. People are going to hell today. And we're holding on to our homes, our paychecks that are not going to heaven with us. Do you hear me? (laughs) Like, we're holding on to fear of man. We're afraid to go give the word of knowledge. We're afraid to give the prophetic word. We're afraid to start this. We're afraid to start that. We're afraid to build this. We're afraid to quit this because it has become an idol. And there are people who are going to hell, and your obedience to God literally makes you a light in some of the darkest places on planet earth. And I guarantee you, if you're compromising in this way of obeying God, you're compromising in other places in your life. Oh
1: my word. That's so true. Right?
0: Yes. yes. Right. So Jesus is sending out these workers. So he's like, off you go. Here's the best part. You are right here. Many of you, not all of you, but many of you are right here. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I'm always right here. I'm just going to be real. I am sending you out. This is the words of Jesus. I'm sending you out. Even though you feel as vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves, by the way, you won't need to take anything with you trust in God alone and don't get distracted from my purpose by anyone you might meet along the way. This is a passion translation. So I just want you to know it is perfectly normal to feel like a little sheep being sent out amongst a pack of wolves. That he tells Jesus, us what's going to
1: happen. He's right. Like, you are.
0: Yeah. That's who you, you are. Vulnerable. So do you want to be a wolf or do you want to be a sheep? Cause you're one or the other.
1: That's
0: true. I mean, the, I feel like that there's really no other way. And some of you might be like getting really mad, like, no, here's the thing. I love the seven Mountain message, you know, go into the seven spirits of influence, make disciples. Some of you can't do that yet because you're compromising so much. You're going to look too much like the world when you get there. To me, the great commission is the great commission at whatever cost. It's like, are you willing to lay down your life for people to go to heaven? Because you already have the ticket to heaven. If you're listening to this and you've given your life to Jesus, you're going to heaven. So are you going to be selfish and be comfortable on earth? Or are you going to go like, tell people, tell the forgotten, tell the lost, tell the ones who are leaning on the things of this world about the man, Jesus. Because if not, there is an idol that you are worshiping that is not Jesus. Because this is the commission that Jesus gives us. And this is Luke 10. This isn't the great commission message, but it goes with the great commission message. And so I just wanted to also follow up by saying this. I'm just going to summarize this. What's so epic is these homies went out there and prepare like went into the cities before Jesus did and you know what they didn't come running back saying oh that was so awkward Oh my goodness. I was so uncomfortable. That was so hard. They were like, Jesus, they're like, Jesus, Jesus. They listened to like the demons listened to us. And Jesus was like, I know. And when I saw you ministering, I saw Satan fall like lightning and he crumbled and toppled to the ground because that's what happens when you minister. Yes. Anyways. (laughs) So I just want to say that is our inheritance is to like, Bring joy to Jesus at the right hand of the father who's watching Satan fall because you're ministering anyways. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to say, but I just, anything that would keep from living that is an idol. Oh, I could say more, but I'm saying it was like a whole sermon I'm preaching, but I feel like we just want to, I know Candace has some scriptures to share, but I just want to implore you to ask the Holy spirit, what idols do I have? Is it myself? Is it my comfort? Is it my paycheck? Is it this? Is it that? Because he may not ask you to quit your job, but you may not be living the full abundant life that he paid for you to have. And you know what? I guarantee you, if he does call you to leave where you live or outside of your comfort zone, that you'll be able to testify like these disciples did. Right? Yeah. And you find Jesus in the journey. My goodness. If it's not, if it's, There's always some kind of preparation and growth when we go from glory to glory, but like you ain't going from glory to glory, sitting there with your potato chips, watching Netflix, honey. No. Oh, good gracious. That was so good. Yes. So we,
1: I do one. I think if you want to look, there's so many warnings in the Bible against idols and idolatry. And I thought, um, so yes, I'm going to throw a couple of these out there because, there is, I mean, this isn't just Old Testament, y'all. Idolatry and idols were everywhere. So it does say in Leviticus, do not make idols or set up an image of, or a sacred stone for yourself. And do not place carved stone in your land to bow down before it. I am the Lord, your God. But even in 1 Corinthians 10:14 says, therefore, dear friends, flee from idolatry, flee. He's saying, run, run. It is that dangerous to your spirit to go to idols. And I don't know if y'all follow, um, before I get into this other, I don't know if y'all follow Sean Fuett. and he posts something that all these, you guys know that me and Jamie are absolutely pro life. We love women. We love babies. We love what the Lord loves. And he loves babies and children y'all. And he wants these women to be successful. And he wants these women to be loved on and not shamed. So he posted something that said that was talking about abortion that babies are sacrificed on the altar of convenience because as cold and hard as that is, that's exactly what it is. Yes, we are sacrificing them because of money, time, whatever else the world says that these babies aren't worth it. And so it hit me so hard and I sat back and I'm like, Lord, what am I sacrificing on the altar of convenience? And it was little things that kept popping in my head. Like my kids are teenagers now. I love sleep. I get up very early now. to spend time with the Lord. So I want to go to bed earlier. Yeah. But my kids don't go to bed that early. And I have noticed that as soon as you know, my kids turn their phones in because no teenager, I don't care who you are and I don't care how old your teenager is. They do not need their phone in their hand after you go to bed. Don't leave it with them, but we'll let that go for now. But they turn it in, but I'm like, then they're left their own devices for two hours. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it's not the fact that they can't entertain themselves, it's the fact that I've noticed that those are the times that they wanna talk. Like everything, the distractions have been taken away, all electronics are off and they wanna jump back into conversation. And y'all, I was getting frustrated because I wanna to go to bed. And this is such a small example but I was like, I'm sacrificing time with my kids yeah. over convenience. That's the time the Lord could be moving. We could be diving into the Bible. We could be talking about the way the Lord did that day. And I was sacrificing that time. So it was one tiny, tiny way the Lord convicted me. And I want to talk about this because this hit me really hard. And I was like, what other other idols that we may carry that may be accidental? This was the second one. An idol of approval. And as women, I don't know what is geared up are we not taught to people please are we not taught to fit that mold yeah. and that example and we know we're on the right track yeah. when people tell us yeah or when certain things come in and so if you know you're an idol uh you have an idol of approval if your actions are driven so not disappoint people yeah because you fear what you say or do is going to disappoint somebody if you feel as if if you get super upset y'all i used to get like horribly sick to my stomach. And if I thought I messed up and somebody was mad at me, like if John was my husband was mad at me, it used to make me so sick to my stomach. And I thought that was normal. And I was like, that's not normal. Not that we shouldn't care, but I was so focused on him being upset with me that I couldn't focus on the other things I need to. And so, yeah, I absolutely was not thinking about the Lord or Jesus at that time, but there's a solution to this. If you can rest in God in rest in his approval, you can actually figure out and find out if you are seeking the approval of others, you do not know who you are in Christ. Yeah, Your identity is not solidified in Christ. Yeah. If you are still seeking the approval of others, because I promise you the moment, you know, how amazing you are in Christ, how much he loved you and how much he gave for you. You will never seek the approval of man over what yeah. he thinks of you again. You will do everything you can to constantly be in that place where Lord just let me show you. I love you. Like, what do you want to do? Just spend time with me. Usher. And you want to usher in his presence. You just want to soak in him day and night. So you have to realize, yes, you're going to disappoint people here on this earth. That's going to come and you're going to do it in your job. You're going to do it in your family. And you'll never, ever, ever be able to measure up to everybody's expectations. And you have to accept, which is good. That's okay. That's good. It's, It's not a horrible thing that you can't meet all their expectations. You shouldn't because maybe they have an idol over that you're, they're putting you as an idol over God. And you see that all the time in
0: marriage relationships, you're not, it's very
1: easy to do that because you start focusing on your spouse more than you focus
0: on the Lord. And another thing too, with that, like, even with, as a public speaker or one in media, like when you step into new territory, it's easy to want the praise of man to know if you're even headed the right direction. And I will say this, one of the things I have learned that I think is super valuable is first of all, I used to think way back in the day, if I don't get a compliment from somebody, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. I must not have, I must not this have might not have good. been good. Yes, yes. And, and then it changed from, um, so, so first there was that, and then it's like, um, are you even open to correction to grow and learn more? Because as, as you start speaking up more, which I've been speaking for at least you know, 15 years now, public speaking. But one of the things we're all afraid to do is is speak because of approval of man oftentimes. But the sound inside you is only inside you the way that God made it to be. And it may not be to a massive group of people, but I'm just trying to give the example of like, My praise comes from God and God alone. Yet I'm open to correction, no matter who it may come from. And I don't always let everybody speak into my. Let me say this I will let people speak up to me. That doesn't mean I take everything that everybody says because they could be coming from insecurity, pain, or hurt. But if I take it to the Lord and ask Him where the truth is, then it's easy, right? That always practice. It's taught me to get my approval from the Lord. And it taught me to take what man says about me and ask the Lord, okay, this is what this is what your, your sons and daughters have said about me, what is true and what is not true. And I think that's really healthy, but not in an overanalyzing way. Right. And so I'm at the point now when I preach, I'm like, man, I know my heart is pure before God. And if I'm praying for correction, if I need correction, but I am not swayed, whether somebody comes up to me and compliments me or not. And I'll even say a lot of time, it makes me uncomfortable. And I'm not like you can always encourage people, but there's a difference between like some people give unique encouragement that doesn't excite me. Do you know what I mean? It's like almost flattery like, yes. yeah. And so I'm just saying that is a dangerous place to go and hold on to as well. So I just want to say the I look at the life of the man, Jesus in this, he was not encouraged and complimented by man. And when you live holy and set apart, it is so countercultural to our world, you will ruffle feathers. You will be persecuted, but his word prepares you for that. And I'm telling you, when you experience the kindness of God and the love and nearness of God in persecution, it changes you for the better. If you let it, it changes you for the better. If you let it, and it causes you to look more like him. And it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced to love the one who's persecuted me. I I know one person who seems to be turning from the Lord, um, that I don't walk close with in life has really like really persecuted me. It was really painful. And the Lord literally gave me his heart for them. And I pray for this person and their spouse and their child all the time. Like the Lord will bring them to remembrance even, and their life is leading to destruction because they're filled with hate anger. And I'm not living close with them. Like I don't do life with them, but I do. And I did at one point kind of, but I'm saying like, There's something beautiful in experiencing that, but idols would not have let me experience that. And so you've got to keep going forward and these things are coming, but the whole word of God prepares us and shows us and equips us and teaches us on how to handle life without idols. Yeah, (laughs) it does, it does. So can I share one other thing? Yeah. Okay, I love what you said about resting in him. I would say the biggest solution for you right now Is when the Lord reveals idols to you that you repent. Mm -hmm. You verbally, like John the Baptist had the message of repent for the kingdom of heaven is near, repent for the one is coming. And then Jesus came, and the first message Jesus preached after being baptized was repentance. And so repentance means not like, oh, yeah, like, Kenneth and it's I more than words. It is, it is a changed drama. life. Yeah. It is literally a changed life. It's like I once was a drunkard and now I'm sober and I don't even look or desire for those things. And maybe, maybe you're repentance. But here's the thing: you verbally say, God, I repent for my comfort being an idol. Please forgive me. That's not who I am. I want you to reveal who you've called me to be and how you've called me to live. That's repentance. And guess what? don't let yourself be an idol, your comfort. You walk away from it. What else? Like if it's um, for some of you, maybe it is alcohol. I think being tipsy and drunk is the same thing. We can have a whole other episode about that, but um, like you may have to repent and say, God, I repent for getting drunk and numbing out with alcohol in my life. But guess what? That doesn't mean the temptation stops right there. That means no. your action stops because you have a changed life and you can say, God, i repented from this and I thank you. Would you please remove the temptation and ask him to fill the place where you would have numbed out with alcohol. I feel like that's a word for somebody listening. I don't,
1: and y'all, I don't want to, I'm not condemning you. If you are on medication for a mental illness, I'm not condemning you. I used to take comfort in numbing out from pills. I did not do it excessively. They were prescribed. It was considered a necessity for a depression, I would get stressed out and I didn't have to feel any of that when I was able to take medication for it. Well, wow. y'all that's, that's not okay. No, I'm going to tell you right now. And I'll put that down. It is not okay. Because yeah. when you numb yourself out to feeling hurt or anxiety, you aren't dealing with the problem. You're putting a mask over that problem and not allowing God into that place to deal with it. Yeah. The Lord has equipped us. He told even Paul, um, when Paul's talking about the thorn aside, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. He didn't take the thorn away, yeah, but he did offer more grace. Yeah, And the grace is the ability to overcome what we've seen. There's y'all can do this. You are more powerful in the Lord than, you know, you are more equipped than, you know, and you're going to keep growing. Ladies, y'all are so much stronger. There's days that I do, I'm exhausted emotionally and I don't want to do this. And I'm like, Lord, I just want a day off <laughs> emotionally. I want a day off. And He's like, I've made you for this. I didn't say it was not going to hurt. I didn't say it wasn't going to be easy, but you were made for this. You were created for this. And we are here such a short time. And the enemy just wants to yeah. feel like
0: we're here forever. It's so true, guys. We, the word says, we may not have tomorrow. Yeah, we don't know how God when we're the moment we're going to glory, but I want, I mean, I feel that even set apart women running with Candace, you know, Jesus sent people in twos. You don't have to do it alone. Pray in that person, find that person. Don't be discouraged if you thought it was one person and it's not like be led Mm -hmm. by the Holy spirit. And sometimes you just have to learn from those moments, but I want I want to do what I can to help women live a set apart life. And I want to help create disciples. And I know Candace does too. We want such a multiplication anointing with set apart women. We want women to know God. And so we are praying and we're fighting for this. And we don't want idols. And we're living this out with you. We don't want to preach something we're not living ourselves. And we are asking God these questions ourselves. And like Candace said, sometimes it's just not purposeful. And it's like, ah but guilt and shame comes from the enemy. And when God brings conviction, it's because he's with you in your presence. He's reminding you of who you really are. And he just is showing you that there is an escape route that leads to a better way for you. And that's all you need to, I think that's a good closing right there. Like that's what, that's what repentance is. That's what conviction or repentance is, but sometimes we can't even have the conviction if we're so subconsciously connected to the world that we're not even inviting the Holy spirit into these places to help us not be numb to God and what he's saying. So do you have anything to add?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, just one more thing. And I got this, you know, this is from a song I'm sure y'all heard it,
0: but, um,
1: it to get rid of your idols and to be wholly trusting and have faith in the Lord and to know your worth um, and there's that part of the song I just wrote. I think it's Jairo and it's know that there's nothing you could ever do to be loved less or more than you are right now. He doesn't love you more based on what you work towards. He doesn't love you less because you messed up. And when we are so solidified and knowing how much we're loved in him, we want to live with him. Psalms 28, seven says, the Lord is my strength, my shield, my heart, trust in him. And he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and my song with my song, I praise him. So if you're living that daily, your heart's full. You know how it is when you just feel loved. You wake up yeah. and you're like, this is a good day. Yeah. Like whatever else comes, yeah. I'm loved. Yeah. Like I am I'm
0: even hard, <laughs> even, even those hard days where yes. you still know you're loved. How is oh, it? Okay. God, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Here's our comfort, here's our shield, here's our strength. Woof. So I also want you to know if you're on YouTube, can put these shiny things in my hair? <laughs> We and I actually accidentally, I accidentally <laughs> pulled some of them out. They're like, you see that blue pencil? Yes, she did it on our, on our retreat. I love it. Our retreat, uh, not our, our getaway
1: retreat. Y'all, Ooh. please be praying for this. Pray that this opens up because we have one venue set for a day conference, but we would love to host a prayer retreat at this getaway place. And if the Lord He's going to open a place for us, but if this one's it. Man, I hope y'all can make it. Yeah. Me, this won't be for the faint of heart. This is for those who are hungry for the Lord.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it. We love you, ladies, so much. Please know, like we just pray, Jesus, we ask you to come and we ask you to touch every heart. Spirit of God, would you come reveal to those um who are listening what areas of their heart you want to touch, what areas of their life they're holding on to. If they're idols and Candace's life, my life, or anyone's life listening in, would you please reveal them to us and help us repent and turn to the Lord and move literally or metaphorically, metaphorically, is that a word? Into the place that you've called us to go. Holy one, we love you. We adore you. And I just declare over every woman listening in that they are holy. They're set apart. They belong to you. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Everything we need, you're going to supply because you are good, you are faithful and your love endures forever. In Jesus name. Amen. Yes, amen. So if you're listening on YouTube,
1: like share, comment. And if you're listening on podcasts, comment and share it.
0: <laughs> we love you so much. We hope you like our new yes. setup on, um, yes. we like, I liked this more.
1: I, yeah, I do. It's easier to look
0: at you. It's easier to look, at you. We don't look at you. We, can we can't actually you. <laughs> see you. Okay. Well, love you guys. Bye, all. Um, you. and we will see you next week.
1: Hey guys. What's
0: up? Hey. What? I couldn't hear you. Have you subscribed?